This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, as the focus around the workplace continues, it is important uh, to understand how employees and employers are dealing with this period of time. The goal is to better understand the impacts that we have seen over the last 19 months, but also how this might impact those employees moving forward, especially if they will be working from home. A new report by, uh, uh, by Workplace Intelligence and Oracle takes a look at what has been going on lately. And Dan Schwabel joins us. He is the managing partner at Workplace Intelligence. Dan, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments today. You got it. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, the, the August Jolts report, as I mentioned earlier in the show, really has had an impact uh, on uh, how people think about uh, their job and their workplace. And I guess to start off, uh, are those types of patterns something that uh, that we think are going to be continuing longer term? Absolutely. One of the biggest trends that we put out a report every year called the Workplace uh, Intelligence forecast and for 2022 it's going to be uh you know skills gap or labor shortage there would be continuation of the great resignation and in the study with oracle we see 14,600 workers in 13 countries these are c-level executives hr managers managers and employees and what we found was 75 percent of people feel stuck personally and professionally why it's very different than last year. People felt stuck last year because they were just happy to get a job. People were getting pay cuts, furloughed, laid off. You know, the employees had left kind of power in the marketplace, and that has changed completely this year. You have 15 million people quitting their jobs. You have almost 11 million unfilled jobs. You have a low unemployment rate. That's why it's the great resignation. And so I think that this year people feel stuck because they're still burned out from last year. You know, that's also what we found in the study is that, you know, 62% of people found that 2021 will be the most stressful year of work ever. So people are struggling more this year than last year, even though the economy is good, because, again, last year, heading into this year, people are still feeling burned out, mental health issues, and it's not like people are working less hard this year. So I think that, you know, as we move into the future, people are people are going to, you know, have trouble making the right decision and a decision in general. And the other part to this, Dan, is the fact that, and I think we, when we discuss these topics, we think about them more in the scope of the United States, which is obviously what's, uh, you know, first and foremost in our thought process. But a lot of these same types of patterns are going on with employees and employers in other countries, correct? Yeah, this was a global study. So we looked at 13 countries and we partnered with Oracle on the studies similar to this every year, and we're, we're really examining the relationship between humans and robots slash AI, you know, in the workplace. And just overall, I think what you're seeing is that people are feeling this everywhere, and people are also turning to technology to solve all sorts of problems in their life. We're leaning more on technology than ever before from a company standpoint, from an individual standpoint, because it's accessible. It's, it's really, technology has been the safety net for the knowledge workforce, you know, 70 years ago, you know, if there was a pandemic, the unemployment rate would be way higher because you wouldn't be able to work remote. So, we, you know, there is some sort of, uh, you know, opportunity to use the technology to solve some of our problems, especially when we're remote and technology is powered 
and will continue to power the future for everything, our decision-making, hiring, you know, uh, navigating our career, as we found in this year's study last year, with navigating kind of the mental health crisis, leading our technology to solve problems 24-7 in an unbiased way. So this idea of feeling stuck, what goes into it? What are the, the components that are at play here? Yeah, I think people feel stuck from a financial perspective. They've had a decline in mental health. That's what we found in the study. The lacking career motivation. Feel, they feel disconnected from their own lives. You know, I think that, again, last year took its toll and it's weighed people down. And even though there might be more opportunities, and this is not for every single field either, there is also great obstacles, great obstacles both uh, psychologically, mentally, and uh you know, professionally, and people also are feeling and continue to feel lonely and that they're trapped in the same routine every day. You wake up, you get on Zoom, you stay on Zoom, you leave that Zoom meeting, you start another Zoom meeting, you do some work. So it's like, you know, I think it's hard, you know, if people are not used to this or they're not like me that I've worked remote for over 10 years, can be very challenging to, you know, not travel and stay home and do the same thing every day. Well, and I think in part it's going to lead to kind of a, a larger decision process for people who you know have been working remotely for all this time, then maybe getting called back into the office, and maybe the office doesn't feel the same way that it, it did in the past. Well, and this is a really important point because one of the two things that are getting prioritized now when people are looking for jobs or looking to stay with their current employer is safety and security. Right? because we've recognized that we need to go back to the basics of what really matters is people need to feel safe and secure in an office or just in a, in a work environment, whatever that may be, and flexibility. I mean, one of the big things we found in the, the study with Oracle is that people are looking to redefine and have redefined already what it means to be successful and happy, and one of the core things that came out of this was flexibility. So I think when we think about the future of work, we're thinking about pillars being flexibility, which for the knowledge workers is potentially remote work or flexible hours. And then the hourly workforce, the workforce that you know seems to always be forgotten, the essential workers, many of them, is, is a flexible schedule. So flexibility needs to be at the heart of every single company moving forward. And safety and security, if you don't, if, you know, you're not deemed as safe and secure if someone reads an article saying that there's you know, people are getting COVID in different offices, you know, over the next year, you're going to be less competitive as an employer. So if employees want change, how motivated are they right now to have it? And obviously, I think in many cases, they're as motivated as ever to go down this path, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean I'm sure you're motivated. I'm motivated. I think, you know, with, you know, great uh, challenges also come great opportunities. And again, it is the best career market I've in job market employment world that I've seen studying this. And, you know, this is my 60th research study in nine years. Like I, I'm just like really deep into the data. And so it is what we found in this study with Oracle is 93% of people use the past year to reflect on their lives. And 88% said that the meaning of success has changed. Again, prioritizing what I was saying before, work-life balance, flexibility, mental health. These are some of the top priorities, and they're looking to grow within their organization. Like I always said, you know, if an employee can't move up, 
they're more likely to move out, right? And so I think that yeah. it is on the company. Companies have responsibilities to help individuals navigate their career within the organization, often called internal mobility. Otherwise, there's no incentive for them to stay, especially with a good job market. And one of the biggest findings from the study was 87% of people believe their company should be doing more to listen to their employees. So we are in the age. We always talk about customer voice, listening to the customer. We're in the age of employee voice. How, how will technology play a role in a lot of this? Everything. I mean, every, you know, who would have ever thought that we'd have the technology we have today, you know, 20 years ago? I mean, it's really remarkable. You see the new iPhones, they have these cameras that it's like, you know, picture perfect, you know? Yeah. And so I think that technology keeps improving. If you look at year over year, uh, technology and a lot of those new applications uh, weren't at the top, top of the CEO's agenda and like what, what a CIO and CTO was looking at. And now everything's been prioritized out of necessity because so many people are working from home. So people need the technology to lean on at home to make remote working and hybrid working work. Um, and then at, from the study, something that rings true based on everything I've looked at over the past decade is 85% of people want technology to help define their future, right? Yeah. So when it comes to career management, when it comes to you know, getting some mental health, virtual therapy, uh, when it comes to ma- making all sorts of decisions on what you're going to buy, what you're going to sell, what restaurant you're going to go to, technology is the pillar. So I remember listening to the, the CEO, Brian Chesky, of Airbnb years ago at, at this big Fortune Brainstorm conference, and he told the audience, every company is or will be a technology company. And I believe that is true. I, when you think about Starbucks, even, it's not really a coffee company. It's a technology company. And that'll change kind of the mindset around uh, upskilling employees as well, correct? And, and I'm thinking about that from both perspectives. Obviously, the employees want to have uh, new skills and, and be upskilled, especially if they love the company. But the companies will also think differently about something that I think if you go back maybe about 10 years, there was there was a big issue with you know, providing, uh, you know, new skills to people that already worked in your company for concern that those people were going to take those jobs and, and leave. Yeah, just to give you a sense of how important career opportunities and upskilling is, in the study we found that 43% of workers worldwide are willing to give up part of their salaries for more career opportunities. So I think what's happening right now is there is a skills gap it has gotten wider. You don't have upwards of 11 million unfilled positions just in America alone if you don't have a big and widening skills gap. And I've, I've seen this number for many years, you know, over, almost 11 million unfilled jobs. Significant needs to be taken seriously. And so you're seeing massive, massive companies, Amazon, AT&T, or some of the ones that come to my, my head first. They're investing like a billion dollars retraining their workforce because it costs less to retrain the people you currently have than to provide education and recruit those externally. So, you know, one of the cool things that I saw during the pandemic actually was with Verizon. So they had all of these sales reps who were working in physical space, you know, these retail stores and they, you know, didn't, they didn't, they, instead of firing them and laying them off, they moved them to the call centers. Right. So it's a little bit of a, you know, skills gap there and retraining them, but they got to keep their job. You know, um, Verizon didn't have to rehire all these new people 
And so I think that what we're, and we also saw this during the past two years, you see like, you know, a retail store, you know, helping, you know, a pharmacy, like things that we never would think were possible. And I, I do see that we're going to have more fluidity when it comes to employment moving forward. The other part moving forward with technology is, you know, the, the, the issue of automation and, and robots playing a role in, in some of these companies. And I guess the question is, how much do, do employees expect that automation and robotics will play a role and impact their work uh, moving forward? A lot. There's no question. We found in a study that 55% are more likely to stay with a company that uses advanced technologies like AI to support their career growth, right? And, like, when we talk about AI supporting career growth, what we really mean, and the biggest finding of studies, 82% of people believe robots can support their career better than humans. And the reason is because robots can give unbiased recommendations. They can quickly answer questions about their career and find new jobs that can help fill, uh, fit their current skills. So I think this is important because a lot of people don't or don't recognize the skills they already They also don't recognize the courses that they need in order to get the jobs and be trained for the jobs that they of the future or the present. And therefore, technology is going to play a vital role in using all this data and coming up with recommendations for workers who are looking to have career opportunities, to move within the company, to move to a different department. And this is going to be a huge part of the future, but of course, humans are still also important because they have real-life experience they can share, they can understand strengths and weaknesses. So it comes down to this partnership of human-machine, everyone, you know, humans having a certain role to play, robots having, or AI having a, a role to play and working together mm-hmm. to build a future workplace. So if, if, if they understand that humans are still a vital component, does that mean that, uh, that companies are going to be listening to their employees more and, and on a variety of fronts? They need to. You know, I think that the CEOs I've talked to over the past few weeks, I've talked to 10 at mid-sized companies, and, you know, they're no longer thinking about, oh, we need to do these, only these annual performance reviews to collect information or only doing employee satisfaction, you know, questionnaires once a year. Now it's about pulse surveys. It's about one-on-one, you know, conversations between managers and employees to collect the data because there's no longer these, like, let's make a 10-year plan anymore. Things are changing so fast that organizations have to be nimble, they have to be adaptable, and leaders have to listen to the voice of their employees to make decisions and, and back those decisions with employee input. Because if you're an employee and your leaders are saying, hey, we heard from you and we're going to actually do something, you're more likely to continue to voice your opinion and stay with the company. What do you think in the end with the dynamics of where we are right now, uh, what do you think will be the biggest takeaway from a report like this right now? I think it's just another application showing that technology can lend a hand in this other area of your life, which is really important, which is your career. And as we found over the past few years is your career trajectory, how you're feeling about your employee, your employer and the people you're working with. All of that factors into your personal life, right? If you have a bad day at work, well, a lot of people working remote, you know, your wife or your kids or your friends are going to feel that. So I think that this, this connection between personal and professional and technology has kind of put us in this unique position, but we have to learn how to establish our own boundaries.
we have to be really thoughtful in terms of how we take care of ourselves and, and well-being and, and really find an employer that's going to listen to our voice and can seriously do something to help us. Dan, thanks very much for joining us here today. Greatly appreciate your time and your insight. We will stay in touch. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Dan Schauble, who is a managing partner with Workplace Intelligence. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.